I'm Damian Willis, and this is The Reporter's Notebook, a new podcast from the Las Cruces Sun News in which we attempt to pull back the curtain on our reporting process while diving deeper into some of the biggest stories of the week. This week, we talked to Sun News trending reporter Leah Romero, who recently had the chance to talk to actor, writer, director, and producer William H. Macy. He's probably best known for his roles as Jerry Lundergaard in the Coen Brothers blockbuster motion picture Fargo and as Frank Gallagher in Showtime Shameless. However, he has more than 140 acting credits under his belt, including hits like Pleasantville, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, Seabiscuit, ER, Law and Order, and more. His numerous awards include two Primetime Emmy Awards, four Screen Actor Guild Awards, an Academy Award nomination, and five nominations at the Golden Globe Awards. In March, he'll add one more honor to that long list when he returns to New Mexico at this year's Las Cruces International Film Festival, Macy will be on hand to receive the Outstanding Achievement in Entertainment Award. And yes, he'll return to New Mexico. But we'll get to that. So, Leah, you recently spoke with William H. Macy. What were your first impressions? So I was a little nervous, um, to be honest. I haven't done a whole bunch of big name interviews, but he was super nice. He was actually running a little late. So that kind of (laughs) mellowed it out a little bit. But he was just very open and and ready to go and just very, very willing to talk about what he's experienced in his his career and time in in working as an actor. When... In my experience, when they're running a little bit late, they they seem to open up a little bit more because part of them kind of feels bad, you know, about keeping you waiting. So did that did that lead to a more open conversation in your view? Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, there was a part where he was like, "Oh, hold on a second, and it happened that his wife, Felicity Huffman, he was um, actually kind of mentioning her, and she. I guess was on the other line. So he had to um, pause for a second there as well. So it was, yeah, it, it wasn't like I, I was speaking to a, um, a facade. I was, I was speaking to a guy who, you know, is at home, maybe um, wife next to him. So. And uh, with that in mind, what did you learn about him as a, as an actor and as a man? Well, I kind of, we, we went um, sort of back through his beginning as an actor and I wasn't familiar with all of his, you know, all of his experiences and all of his credits, but just sort of like what he, what drew him to acting and how he has, he has grown. And then it came out that he plays the ukulele and has played guitar. So I had no idea about that. So it was, it was neat to kind of see that other musician side of him that other creative outlet that he enjoys what did you uh learn about his early roots as an actor so um he said that he started sort of in high school i believe there was like a a class play 
where they did Camelot, and he got laughs. And he said that it was just getting those laughs was something he never got over. And then in college, he just sort of continued to explore that acting avenue and ended up, you know, meeting meeting others who inspired him. And he mentioned David Mamet, who is a playwright and filmmaker. And so he became a sort of mentor to Bill Macy. And one of the things he, he mentioned that I kind of found striking was that Mamet told him that, you know, acting was or is a noble profession. And he had never heard that before. So he apparently likened it to like a religion where, you know, people go to a theater, whether it's movies or, or um, stage, to hear the truth. And so searching for that moment of truth, that truthful moment, is something that he carries with him and he continues to search for. Sure, it's, it's not something we think of in that way, but that moment of relatability that you find when you're connecting with an actor on the screen or on the stage certainly kind of transports you there. Definitely, definitely. And I think that a lot of his roles, specifically Fargo, you know, he is very well known for playing um, Jerry Lundegaard in Fargo. And he's playing a working guy who's who's in a jam. And a lot of people can relate to that. So I think <laughs> and the, and the jam of- gets worse and worse and worse as the movie goes on. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Certainly Fargo was a game changer for me. And I knew it when I read it. I thought the script was just magnificent. Um, and I I knew it was going to change my life. Mm. I It was the Cullen Brothers. I thought everyone at least in the biz will see this thing. I was born to play this role, even though it was described as physically as being a different looking guy than me. I just knew that I was the guy. Um, and I was right. That changed everything for me. So, I mean, people can relate to that. And a lot of his, his roles are, are like that. In fact, so I also spoke with Ross Marks recently, who is the executive director of the Las Cruces International Film Fest. And I was asking him how Bill Macy was chosen as the 2022 recipient of the Outstanding Achievement in Acting Award. And he mentioned that, you know, he has sort of a standing list and, and they, the creative team goes through. And Bill Macy has been on the list for a while, but he, he described him as a working man's actor. We, we look kind of every year uh, at a big landscape of actors and really, you know, have, a, have kind of a standing list. And he's been our, our standing list for a long time. Um, and in particular, what, what we liked about him for this year is that he's sort of a working man's actor. He, he really came up through the ropes of, of acting. He, you know, he wasn't a, uh, you know, kind of a pretty boy lead actor, superstar, but a character actor who's, who's really earned the respect and awards that uh, he's been given. Um, and his body of work is so extensive and he's demonstrated he could do everything from comedy to drama to, you know, you name the genre and he's, and, he, and he's just brilliant in it. Um, so we felt coming out of COVID and the community of Las Cruces being, 
um, kind of a uh, you know a, a working class community um, that he really represented uh, the festival very well this year. So we're we're thrilled that he was able to accept the award and come in. A lot of times, um, you know, we offer an actor the the life the lifetime achievement award and they're unavailable to accept it and can't come in. And they're working, you know, and so we're just thrilled that that Bill, who was our first choice, was able to uh, to come in this year and was was. Uh, you know, available. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just thought coming out of COVID, he was a great choice because he represents all the great qualities of Las Cruces. Um, we feel like he represents as an actor. Of course, you know, we often see William H. Macy in front of the camera, but did you have a chance to talk to him about his roles behind the camera or as a, a writer and producer? He's also done some directing work. A little bit. So we spoke about his work on the film Door to Door, which follows Bill Porter, who uh, had cerebral palsy, real guy. And he, Bill Macy, was one of the writers on that project. He also played that lead role. And he mentioned that this project was one of those that was a sort of watershed moment for him. Not only was he portraying a you know real person, and you know getting to be on that writing team for that, he was also he also had to transform himself. He mentioned that it was one of those roles that it was a complete physical transformation as well. It was a lot of makeup. It was a lot of you know hours in the chair, getting turned into Bill Porter, and so it was one of those things that stretched him. I would say. And it was a big, I guess, point where he could he could learn, I guess, as an actor. He also mentioned his time on Shameless, the show that just wrapped up last year. And um, while he, so he portrayed Frank Gallagher for like 11 years. And he said that that was interesting because because he knew that he was going to be playing this one character for for years and years, he was able to kind of relax into his role as an actor. He mentioned that he wasn't holding on to acting so tightly. You know, if something didn't go right the first time, it's okay. Next, tomorrow, we'll come back and do it again. We'll try something different. And he said that it was, it was really great to kind of settle back and... And be able to just breathe and get a lot out of his role as an actor. The thing ran for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I learned not to hold acting quite so tightly. If you did a bad scene, well, you get to come back tomorrow. Uh, I knew I was going to be doing this show for a long time. And I really honed my craft. And as I said, held it more lightly and um i learned a lot i recently went back and uh watched several seasons of of shameless and you can kind of feel that you know you you kind of feel his comfort in the role and you feel him you know as you move through the first several seasons settling into that role mm-hmm. yeah um and I mean, it, it was on for 10, 11 years. So 
when you're on a show for that long playing the same character, I imagine that that is something that you're able to kind of just relax, you know, who you're portraying and you're just, you know, reacting to the situations that your character ends up in. Now, when he comes back in March, this, this is not going to be his first time to our city, will it? Um, not sure about city, but he has been to New Mexico. Um, when he was filming wild hogs in uh, the 2007 film sure. that was actually filmed up uh, in Madrid, New Mexico. So he did, he did say that he spent uh, quite a lot of time, you know, heading into Albuquerque and checking out the sort of new, Northern New Mexico sites. He wasn't real specific about being in Southern New Mexico. So he, he's looking forward to coming back. He said that he's looking forward to, you know, taking in Las Cruces when he does come back in March for the film fest and he's hoping to stay a couple of days. And during the course of your interview, what was the most surprising thing that you've learned about him? Um, probably his musicality. He talked a lot about, you know, playing the ukulele and sort of being involved with the, um, it's actually, so it's Woody Creek Distillers, and he's kind of become like a up in up in Colorado. Up in Colorado, so they're they're based now in, in Colorado. That's where uh, Hunter S. Thompson was from, by the way. Oh, interesting. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said his so his wife um, Felicity Huffman grew up in Little Woody Creek, Colorado, and um, they had bought up her like childhood home, and that's where they're at now. So, you know, getting involved in the community, he partnered up with a uh, nearby distillery. And so he does music and this and that for them. But yeah, he was very passionate about the ukulele. And I personally, I've played the flute for many years. So he was like, well, flute and ukulele go so well together. You know, yeah. maybe I'll bring my ukulele down. I, well, I heard we'll you were go. you were kind of thinking about starting a band. Right? It'll be great. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, and actually, I think he's got a few soundtrack credits. He does. So I think he's probably played either guitar or ukulele on some of the soundtracks for movies he's been in. Uh, that's very possible, yeah. So part of this podcast is pulling back the curtain and explaining to listeners and readers about what our reporting process is like. So... How did this story come together? So I was offered the interview. And after, you know, all of that was nailed down, it came to how I structured my questions. You know, I really wanted to know more about what drew him to acting and how he has evolved in his profession, which, you know, brought up projects that really stood out to him. He meant, I asked one question because people I feel like people always ask like well what's your favorite movie what what's your favorite movie that you've you know been in and I didn't I didn't want to ask that question so I asked if any project really stood out to him personally or or professionally as you know special moments or or those watershed moments and he was like well asked you know like that's a great question and that's always kind of like oh right but that sort of brought him to talking about Fargo and his experience with Fargo and it being sort of a breakout role for him. And, you know, then moving on to Door to Door, which was a very special project to him and, and influential, and then to Shameless. So 
I wanted to, I guess, go a little deeper than just the, well, what's what's your favorite thing you've been in? And that's, that allowed our conversation to go really well. And, you know, I, I feel like I got to know him a little bit better. What would you like to add about this interview that we haven't talked about, Leah? Um, well, you know, he was a, a great interviewee and getting to speak with him as himself was, uh, was definitely a treat after seeing him in, you know, his, his shows and his, his movies. It's going to be great to see him in March when he comes down for the film fest. Last Christians are going to get a, a kick out of being able to ask him questions about, you know, his, his work and his time on, on Fargo when they screen that here in town. What else does the uh, Las Cruces International Film Festival have in store for visitors this year? Um, lots. So the Film Fest is March 2nd through 6th. It'll be at the Cineport, and it's actually the first year back. It was virtual last year, so people will be able to see and experience movies in person. There will be a, uh, over 100 films um, screened at I the think- Fest. I think nearly 140 or something, something like that. That sounds just about right. So yeah, lots of, lots of stuff to choose from. And they're also specifically honoring Native American films and filmmakers. So that'll be, that'll be super special as well. Well, Leah, thanks for taking the time to kind of pull back the curtain and for sharing this story. You betcha. It's always fun uh, and great working with you. Thank you, Leah. Thank you, Damien. This year's Las Cruces International Film Festival runs March 2nd through March 6th and will be live and in person at the Allen Theater Cineport inside Mesilla Valley Mall. Macy will be on hand to accept his award during a VIP party. He'll also screen his Academy Award-winning film Fargo at the Cineport at 7 p.m. March 3rd and will host a question and answer session with the audience following the screening. Before that screening, Macy will speak to a group of students at New Mexico State University. Past recipients of the Outstanding Achievement in Entertainment Award include Danny Trejo, Brendan Fraser, George Lopez, Sybil Shepard, and Richard Dreyfus. This has been the Reporter's Notebook from the Las Cruces Sun News. I'm your host, Damian Willis. This week's podcast was written and produced by me. Please subscribe to the Las Cruces Sun News to read all our local reporting. Brought to you daily by reporters who live and work in Las Cruces. Until next time, I'm Damian Willis. Thanks for listening.